Welcome to Greener Fields with me, your host, Hannah Nash. Here, I'll be chatting with people all around the world about the realities of life in your 20s and 30s, especially regarding what life is like living in Ireland or abroad. The good, the bad, the funny and the ugly, and everything else in between to help you decide whether the grass is always greener on the other side or just greener wherever you water it. Enjoy! Oda, you are so welcome to Greener Fields. How are you getting on? Good. Thank you for having me. I was going to say happy Wednesday, but it's Tuesday. Happy <laughs> Tuesday. <laughs> I don't know what day of the week it is. I'm literally just back from Paris. <laughs> it's that type of week, I think, sometimes, particularly yeah. with this time of day. It's like four o'clock <laughs> listening. Um, on a Tuesday that we're kind of, I definitely am like, is it the mid- it's midweek. It's midweek. Anyway. Exactly. We're getting there. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, Claudia, whereabouts in the country are you at the moment? I am based in Tipperary. I'm born and raised in Tipperary. I am the proudest tip gal that you'll meet. Um, everyone thinks I'm from Cork, which is quite funny. Um, but it's because I went to college there for a few years and lived there for a few years. Um, so like anyone that like follows me online is always like, oh yeah, she's from Cork. And I'm like, no, I'm from Tipperary. And I'm so proud to be from Tip. So that's where I am. And I, I don't know if I've said tip enough, but tip, 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 tip. So if anyone <laughs> hasn't heard, Clauda is from Tipperary. Exactly. <laughs> Well, listen, you are in Tipperary. <laughs> That's like the 10th time in the first minute. <laughs> um, and yeah, I'm just so excited to get to chat to you. I'm sure a lot of people listening already know who you are um, because you're, you've got a, a great size following and you've been on Instagram talking a lot about a lot of different things for a while, which we love to see. But for those who do not know you, could you give us a little bit of a background into, you know, who you are, your hobbies, what you're working on at the moment, just so we can, yeah, get to know you a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Uh, first things first, I'm 26. So just a gal in my twenties from tip. That's, that's like the basics you need to know. Um, but yeah, I started out posting online kind of after secondary school. So I think I was 18 I'm not very good at math so I'm not going to say I was, it was 2014 and I'm 26 now so I'll let someone else do the maths but basically I just started like documenting my life online when blogs were not cool I started a blog um and it's just I've just been consistent with it since then and just slowly grew a community like you said online uh, mainly on Instagram I'm kind of pushing on to TikTok now slowly but mainly on Instagram yeah I've kind of documented my whole 20s online which is kind of crazy um and it's crazy to think that in like three and a half years I'll be 30 and I'll be able to say my whole 20s was documented online which is kind of weird but also kind of the era we're living in um so yeah I'm pretty much just a normal gal and I literally just share the ups and downs and learnings blessings and curses of the 20s <laughs> Amazing. I to, before this call I went back on a full full stock of you know you throughout the years I was like I need to make sure I know Clauda and I actually feel like I do because you have been so honest and consistent with your kind of um kind of content creation um and your 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 Instagram particularly for so long and it it really does make you people who follow you and, and me when I was going all the way back through the archives I was like I feel like I know her and I absolutely adore her because she is just like a normal gal in her 20s like one of my friends and it's so cool that you have been able to you know have your real persona online 
with every up and down, every ebb and flow. And we're going to talk about a lot of them, you know, in the rest of this conversation, which is just so exciting. Um, but before we kind of get started into the kind of nitty gritty about, you know, living in Ireland in your 20s, I love to hear a little bit about, you know, maybe your earliest memory of, I guess, travel or adventure, um, because I think sometimes that's either something that we grew up loving or it kind of developed over time and maybe because the pandemic accelerated it or something like that. Was travel and adventure something you always loved or was that uh, something that grew over time? No, that was definitely since like forever. Um, I'm definitely very privileged that I came from a family where we traveled and went to lovely kind of holidays and things like that when I was a kid. So my earliest memory is probably... I'm going to say maybe I was six or seven and we went on a family holiday to Italy. And I just remember saying to like other, I don't know, little friends at the time being like, I'm going to Italy. And they were like, what's Italy? <laughs> and I was like, oh, I'm going somewhere very exclusive that nobody knows about. Um, But yeah, I just remember loving it. And we actually stayed on this, um, we stayed at this hotel, but basically the grounds were all closed off, but it was a really big grounds. So like, my mom and dad were happy enough for me to kind of potter around and go to the little playground and go to the little pool and stuff. So I remember just like the earliest memory I have is like being it was in like Garda, by the way. So it was like stunning setting, like you're surrounded by mountains. The lake is there. The sun is shining on you. And I literally remember sitting on the swings and I had an iPod in my in my headphones and I was listening to the Hannah Montana movie soundtrack like, yes. Absolutely. And I was just like, yeah, this is exactly where I'm supposed to be, like under the sun, Hannah Montana in my ears, like, this is it. This is the good life. <laughs> I honestly feel like I had a moment like that before. And my friends <laughs> will definitely attest to the fact that I still listen to the Hannah Montana soundtrack. I don't think anything gets you more hyped up than some of those. Like, no, some of those it's amazing. Songs. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, it's that's so cool. So you like, like you mentioned, I think it's always important when we talk about this conversation is the kind of the privilege associated with mm. having opportunities to travel and 100%. You know, this conversation about Ireland and traveling and emigrating and everything in between always comes with that kind of like, you know, we're lucky to have these choices. And mm. I, I always think it's important to mention that, but that doesn't take away from the conversation and the important role it plays in our lives, um, particularly when mm. it comes to so many different things in your 20s that we'll get into. But you mentioned just previously that you people think you're from Cork because you you went to college there um and I think that kind of moment of going um going to, away to college if you can um or if you have or will or something in the future is a very big moment in your life because for me anyway I went moved away to college I went to Waterford um I grew up substantially <laughs> I had to <laughs> um and it was the kind of the first time that I had to like push myself out of my comfort zone make new friends uh, really mm -hmm. adults for the first time and I'd love to hear how that maybe adjustment went for you you know back when you were 18 just starting up on Instagram um how that adjustment of you know Cloda living at home in school versus Cloda who moved away to Cork to college went yeah so I actually I think I was always very mature even as a child and even like growing up I always felt a couple of years mature than people my age um so it was quite interesting, even like straight after secondary school, I didn't feel the need to like run to college and go do the party scene. I was like, I'm going to take a year out. I'm going to make some money for myself and 
buy myself some nice things um so like I actually just didn't even jump straight into college I was like I don't know what I want to do so the mature decision would be to actually sit on it for a while and not just like jump in just because everyone else is and I'll never be led by the crowd I'm just not that kind of person if anything I lead or if if I don't lead I define what it will be for myself my own path and um, so I wasn't afraid to be kind of like all of my friends are going to college and I'm not um and then a year later I went so I was actually I pretty much just turned 20 when I went to college so it was quite funny so then I was in first year as a 20 year old but I had a lot of say 17 and 18 year olds who were like in my year um but at that stage I was like so ready to go then because then I just felt I was after working for a year, I built up a little bit of money and now I was like ready for the city and to try something new because I'd literally only ever lived in the same house in Tipperary for my whole life. So yeah, I was I was so ready to like spread my wings and it was it was a good time for me, I think, to get out there in the world because after secondary school, I found I didn't actually have a lot of like gal friends. I had like girls up through the years who I was definitely friends with but when people moved on I quickly realized some friendships weren't as strong as others and that I was like so ready to actually make new friends and I kind of had this societal view in my head of what college was and that like you just go you're going to go to college and you're going to find that group of people and you're just going to click and you're going to be friends for life like that was what the movies told me that was what society told me And it's so funny to look back now and be like, that is not what happened. Like, that is absolutely not what happened. I went to do an arts degree. And as everyone knows with arts, there's like seven or eight hundred people in first year of arts. First things first, you're not going to have like that core group of friends, like somebody who's doing maybe a really, really niche subject. And there's only 30 of them in the class. And it's so much easier to like find that group. Um, So like I was super lucky. I straight away clicked with my housemate. She's still one of my best friends to this day. Um, I straight away clicked with a girl in one of my Italian classes. Um, but what was quite funny was throughout the years, I I figured out I never found that core group that, again, I was still trying to look for. I had all of these little individual friendships with people. So I had a friendship here and a friendship there and a friendship there. But they were never like a, this group that I was kind of looking for. So college was great for me. I met lots of people and it was really fun, but I suppose I probably had too much expectations as to what would come out of it. But I think anyone would at that age. I think everyone is kind of just like, fine, like get me finally get me away from my secondary school, get me away from that life. Like I just want to meet new people. I want this fucking Hannah Montana movie. I want the whole thing, you know. So like that was what I expected, but it's not necessarily always what comes out of it. And. I then, I suppose, turned to my page a lot and building my community a lot to to kind of have this group of gals online to be like talking to and to put it out to because I knew if it was happening to me, it's definitely happening to someone else. Absolutely. You know, it's one of those things where a lot of time when we grow up, we have these situational friends and they're not situational friends at the time. And there's nothing wrong with that. I sometimes almost feel bad about being, you know, saying things like that, but that is there. You know, one of my friends keeps saying that, you know, people are friends for a reason, a season or a lifetime. They come into your life mm-hmm. and that doesn't make them any less important or indifferent, but it is still situational. And mm-hmm. again, I think, you know, something we'll probably talk the underlying tone about maybe every single conversation I'll ever have is, this kind of comparison of you know dreams versus reality and like you said you had this idea and I had the same thing going into college like 
I was gonna you know it was I was gonna have a glow up everything was gonna just heighten <laughs> I was gonna have these great friends I was gonna go out mental and then for some people that actually happened for me it didn't and I can definitely you know I relate to a much more slower like I had a I made a good group of friends in college but it wasn't as huge and as transformative mm. to that sense that I thought it would be I think I got a lot more I grew up a lot more mm. I, I don't think I definitely ever lived the kind of wild college life I don't I don't know if anyone ever did compared to the movies anyway um, yeah. and you know you you get those friends when you kind of develop and grow a little bit older in different mm. groups and you know like you mentioned it's one of those things where I think there's almost a little bit of shame associated with you know wanting to make more friends in your 20s it's like mm. I guess we almost kind of don't want to be seen as a little bit lonely or isolation I don't think there's anything wrong mm. with that I think people you know people with you can be lonely when there's so many people around you and you can have one big friend one friend and you cannot feel lonely at all but it's a really mm. interesting time when you're in college to figure it out about yourself you're also adulting for the first time maybe you've moved out you've left home mm. um but something that you would have had to do kind of around the time that you were finishing college or a year later is you either finished in the pandemic or you graduated, you know, around a year or two into it. I'm not sure exactly, but that kind of changed, you know, potentially the reality of your perceived life. And I'd love to hear a little bit about maybe your original life plan for before you graduated college and then what actually transpired over the years. Yeah. So I finished up my experience in college in 2019 and the pandemic hit obviously in 2020. So it was a very weird time because I was like fresh out of college and fresh into the corporate world with like my first big girl job in an office. Um, So it was very weird. It was such a, just such a strange time, I think, for everyone but yeah it was that really in between phase of college and the real world when it happened and when it struck um so yeah such a strange time and like I think it was such a strange time to go through that in your mid-20s I'm sure it was weird for everyone I'm sure for people in secondary school they missed out for people in college they missed out at every age we all essentially lost two years of our lives like let's just be honest um but I think we need to acknowledge that I think we need to say out loud that like that's kind of a trauma that's surrounding all of us and like we're not fully right since it and we're all trying to just be human and figure out what we're going to do next and like define this new normal or this new era or this new way of life and I think it's it's good and it's bad there's like there's there's pros and cons to the pandemic. I think it's taught us that actually we get to really define our own lives and we don't have to listen to what society is saying anymore, you know? Um, so I suppose like I, I didn't really know where my life was going before that. I was kind of just started in a digital marketing agency and I thought, yeah, I'm going to be in this agency for years and I'm going to go to London and New York and I'm going to travel the world with them. And like, little did I know, I left that job like six months after I started, before the pandemic even, <laughs> you know, and then moved on to the next thing. So it's so funny, like, I'm kind of one of these people who is a dreamer and I do kind of dream into the future. And I do, I am say where I am, but I'm always thinking, oh, but what would the dream be? And like, how do I get there? And um, But that dream changes all the time. Like, and I think you only realize that when you kind of move on with life. And I think being 
adjustable and being flexible is kind of something that the pandemic has taught us because you don't have to just go down this one life path and that's it. It can you can literally change your life every six months. You can change your life every day if you so wish. And, and everything did change. And I think, you know, like the the capacity to work from home, the capacity to to change your career, the capacity to do something that you didn't do in college, uh, to upskill, to retrain. I definitely think it highlighted the opportunities available, you know, if, if you're lucky enough, but also if you look for them. Um, and it's one of those things where it was a it, it, it it's an adjustment. And again, there was, you know, absolutely extremely difficult times during the pandemic. But if you were to look at the lighter sides, if you were to look at the benefits, the flexibility that it taught us and maybe what it taught us about what we actually care about and what's actually important to us um, is something I will probably never get over myself. Like it definitely really defined what what I wanted um, even at 23 or four or five what it was like what do I want or what's important to me and gone were the days of, of the nine to five for my for me and for my opinion though again when I look at my friends who are progressing in the big four and they're you know upper, upping salaries of course there is jealousy in that so there's no right or wrong answer for that um but for me I realized during the pandemic that I wanted a really good quality of life and what I wanted what I did to matter um because it what I did between nine to five really mattered to me in the first place. Um, but, you know, when it comes to the conversation about Ireland um, in your 20s and everything about that, and I'm sure if you're anything like me, a lot of your friends are gone. A lot of your friends are going. A lot of people are talking about going. Um, a few are coming back and a few, like the rest of us, are just in this conversation. There's so much of the reality that we don't see or we don't get to hear about and we're comparing our lives waking up in Tipperary or Mayo to those girls in Bali or the guys in Australia. And it can be very hard on both sides. There's, I mean, there's obviously homesickness and I'm and in this, in this podcast, I've chatted to people about the realities of being away, but mm. with you, I get to chat about the realities of being at home mm. and in Ireland in your twenties. And I would just love to hear, you know, there's just so many things we could touch on when it comes to living here. But I guess to start is, you know, when you moved back from Cork to, to Tipperary, I'm not sure if you expected, you kind of mentioned you may have, you thought you would have been in London or New York. I'm not sure you expected to be back home and living with your parents or your family. How has that adjustment been? I guess maybe in your own head, changing your mind or seeing a mm. change in what you maybe initially thought you wanted to what your reality was. But how has that experience been, you know, living at home in your 20s in Ireland for you? I think it has been like a double-edged sword, to be honest. I think there's been like really, really good moments where like the pandemic or that moving home has really opened my eyes to like the beauty of home and the beauty of living in the countryside and just appreciating what's on our doorstep. Like I never appreciated Ireland with that lens and I feel like I really do now. But obviously the other side of that was feeling like this was a personal thing for me now. I, obviously, everyone has a different experience, but I had feelings of kind of feeling trapped mm -hmm. and feeling almost, am I wasting my 20s living at home? And like that, seeing people on Instagram kind of in Bali and Oz and London and Canada and like, like even some of my own friends in those places and kind of going, am I, am I doing something wrong or am I missing something? Should I be doing that? But then the other half of me going, 
but you're right here and you're on top of a gorgeous mountain breathing in like the cleanest oxygen in the world <laughs> and like it's so beautiful and you get to do this for free and so like it's really funny I I it's kind of been a confusing couple of years for me I would say but I think the pandemic also brought in like that element of confusion and, and entrapment because we were literally locked in so it was a really funny time to come home and enjoy like home comforts and like appreciate everything that was around me but also feel like kind of my 20s was flashing before my eyes I can completely relate I think it's you know I'm obviously still in Ireland I, I'm from Dublin but I'm, I'm in Mayo at the moment but I think like I it's such a it's such a conflicting feeling and that's what I that's why I made this podcast in the first place is to just discuss it because those who are away sometimes want to be home we don't really know what we're doing and there is this sense of am I doing the right thing like is this the yeah. right decision and could I be you know this idea of like the when then it's like I'll be happy when this happens and then trying to be where your feet are and trying to live in the moment and the conflicting kind of narrative in your head is really exhausting um and I think we are our own worst enemies and critics at that time when we're thinking we could, you know, we have, you know, being in your 20s, you've got friends who are married, you've got friends who are engaged, you've got friends with kids, you've got friends with mortgages, you've also got friends traveling the world, um, you know, getting yeah. promotions. There yeah. are so many different things that people are doing. And yeah. if you're anything like me, you're sat in the middle being like, am I doing the right thing or should I do X, Y, or Z? And it's Z. a lot. And it's it's a lot. Yeah. To feel. Um, and... I think the kind of, you know, the the idea of being like a little bit trapped is something that a lot of us have experienced, particularly with the cost of moving out and the opportunities to move out and the accommodation. Yeah. Um, and, you know, like I, I couldn't move out in Dublin. I couldn't mm. afford it. So I, I moved to the West, the West and, you know, it's tough as it is. But still being grateful for your family, but also realizing that, you know, if independence is a core value of yours, then moving out would be important. And kind of dealing mm -hmm. with that, how have you dealt with that conversation of where you live in Ireland in your own head? Yeah, uh, to be honest, that's one that I'm still confused about. And like, I could never pretend to come on here and like say, I know, I know the right answer or I know what I'm doing. I haven't a fucking clue. Like, I genuinely don't. One day I'm like, yeah, I'm going to move out of home now. I'm just going to move like literally down the road for that independence piece just to kind of be 26, have friends coming over, enjoy a glass of wine, like that it's, you know, my own space, do up my own space. And then the other side of me is like, I have this wonderful home and I'm beside my mom and my dog and my bedroom is beautiful and I'm so lucky and so grateful. And then the other side of my brain is like, pack up everything tomorrow and leave and go, go to these places that you want to go to. And it's, it's just so hard to know what's the right thing to do. But I think the more I the more I'm sitting in this kind of no man's land or this confusion, I'm realizing that this was what the 20s are like. We're actually not supposed to have that answer. We're just supposed to try something and like adjust it if it doesn't work or try something new if it absolutely doesn't work or it could work if you take the risk. That's the other side of it. Um. But I'm a big believer in going with your gut and going with your intuition. So like even for me in the last number of months, I've known I haven't felt fully right at home, say, in my childhood house. So I've kind of had to like have conversations with my therapist and be like, look, I can't really afford to move out. Like 
I don't want to move to Dublin. I can get to Dublin anytime I need to for work and it's great. But I also love coming home. But it's also really expensive for me to move out of my childhood home. Like, and I, I've kind of just had that chat with her. And then she liked that, had that conversation with me of what is costing you more, your independence and your happiness or the monetary side of things of of like your rent upping by going somewhere else. And that's a really tough conversation to have in a cost of living crisis in Ireland being like in the top however many expensive countries in Europe at the moment. It's really hard for young people right now. Really, really hard. It's um the like I I've had the same. I'm I'm studying to become a therapist, and part of the course is we have to do like a lot of therapy ourselves to 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 become therapists, which makes sense. And I've had the I've had the same conversation, um, about values and about where what's more important to me when it comes to financial or happiness or independence or you know what my core values are, and I think the thing that I've learned the most is that they change and they do fluctuate, and that's okay as well. And you know, you said the most comforting sentence I think I've ever heard ever was that this is what the 20s is about. And I think it's so comforting to hear that for me, because I guess it takes away that sense of feeling like you're the only one. And that's mm-hmm. the sense of this podcast is having these conversations about being in Ireland in your 20s and realizing that you're not the only one who's thinking about you know, I want you do want to be in Dublin, but you're also happy at home and also you're saving, but also what's important and the fact that it never ends. <laughs> the fact that yeah, the exactly. never there's never ends. like a concrete decision in your head that you're like, yeah, that's the right. Because even then when you go and do it, say if you do move out and you go somewhere else and like you, you've moved to Mayo, there could be still a part of you that's like, mm, okay, now I've moved to Mayo, but Bali is like still here, you know, and all this. And it's just, I think it's that we need to realize in our 20s, we need to just go with the flow a bit more and not worry so much. I think the couple of generations before us were all told you have to nearly find someone by 21, 22. The ring has to be on by 23, babies by 25. And I'm like 26 now and I've no interest in any of that until like minimum 32, 33, 34. It's a different time and I think we need to allow for that. But nobody's talking about that. So it's like it's up to us to to speak about it. And I guess it's adjusting the expectations of ourselves and maybe of other people, you know, like that other generations who expect us because they had to have, like you said, the ring, the partner, the, the kids, the house, the mortgage, whereas that is, it's not necessarily in everyone's reality. Some people may still have that, um, but it's not as concrete anymore. Mm-hmm. And that causes a lot of discomfort. I know it caused a lot of discomfort mm-hmm. for me. And, you know, like you said, like I, I'm in Mayo now, but I'm even thinking I've been here about a year and over a year. And I'm like, what's next and again and I was like what's next after about two months and you know and it's like you can be happy something I've learned recently is that you can be happy somewhere but sometimes happiness isn't the only thing worth reaching for maybe it's adventure maybe it's a change of scenery maybe it's just a change a shift in where you are and like you said before it's being a little bit more fluid in your mindset instead of a little bit fixed when we're fixed it can be so discomfortable we can be painful almost to like keep having this conversation with yourself but if we take it all a little bit less seriously as hard as it's easy to say it's hard to action I know (laughs) I'll put my hands up I'm still trying to action it but it's just so true and I think you know obviously something you mentioned there before is the the you know you had worked in a digital marketing agency and another part of this conversation is the opportunities that you see in Ireland when it comes to your field um, of work and you know you're in in a 
unique position that you have you have built what you what you work as and and you build it every single day and part of you know all of your career and your job is I guess based off you know your effort and who you are as a person and, and what that is and that's a curse and a blessing at the same time I'm sure um but it probably has you know some specific opportunities by staying in Ireland but also there is probably some tougher reasons you know was it was it small town mindset or you know judgment from others or everything like that like again it's going to be a double-edged sword but how have you found the opportunities in your field um that has kept you staying in Ireland up until this point uh, I think you hit the nail on the head I actually have had this conversation with people that like if I wasn't in the career that I'm in and I'll go into detail about that in a second if I wasn't I actually think I would move abroad Mm -hmm. which is quite interesting so like your passions or your opportunities can also keep you somewhere because my passions and the opportunities that are coming are a huge part of me as a person and they're a huge part of what make me happy so again it's trying to move closer to happiness and I know if I were to leave a lot of those opportunities would be stripped from me and then I would find it very difficult to maybe find my way back to it um so even just for context for anyone listening um I actually founded my own business a year ago uh so I basically left the corporate world and the digital and PR agencies that I was working in and I started my own business and I do freelance social media and creative marketing and content creation for other businesses. So it's really cool being my own boss. I love it. And it works twofold with me, like doing my own work on my page and my channels for my community as well, because then it just means I get to give more time to everything. Um, but yeah, it's been it's been a funny time. It's been a really funny time. Uh, I suppose everyone is kind of learning that remote working is now a thing and like becoming a digital nomad is now a thing. Um, do, even being like a social media manager wasn't even a job 10 years ago and now it's a job. So it's really funny to be like one of the people in the industry who's also kind of navigating or defining what the industry is too. Um, but yeah, like if I wasn't in Ireland, those same opportunities wouldn't be there for me um, because say all of my work pretty much comes from Ireland, from Irish clients, or I work with Irish brands, or I showcase a lot of Ireland and things to do in Ireland. And a lot of my followers then are Irish. So the content is kind of for them. So there is that other side to me that is like, if you were to just up and leave, what would be the consequences? And the consequences would actually be a lot of my work. Yeah, would be, which is like crazy. Cause it's, it's kind of crazy to see it because for social media, really, you can work worldwide. Like I would be able to go to Australia and like pick up social media work over there. But it would mean, am I dropping the audience that's in Ireland and wants the Irish content? And am I dropping the Irish clients who know I'm here and the opportunities here? So, yeah, it's 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 a tough one to navigate. Like it's, it's genuinely one of those things that's so 50-50 in my head all the time. I can imagine because it's something that... You know, I think so often we think of Ireland and opportunities and, and we, we we think the opportunities are elsewhere. And that's why, you know, having spoken to people who have emigrated, the sentence they have said to me and they have said on this podcast is lack of opportunities. They see more opportunities elsewhere. And I think 
where the difference is there is that their opportunities look different to yours and mine or someone else's is that for them the opportunity is to move out of the house because they have to because they're in Sydney or it's the opportunity for freedom or adventure and for your case scenario specifically talking about your job and your career the opportunity is your 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 um the community you're building the work you have the Irish the fact that your page you know is very dedicated to the the people living in Ireland it's it's trying to Mm -hmm. find and we're going to talk a little bit about that soon about the community and the adventure and falling in love with the country on your doorstep that of course parts of it would transfer if you were in Bali in Australia or whatever but where you are right now is where you know the people who are following you are too and that's that's why they are because they can connect to you as the girl in her 20s who's here who's still here um yeah exactly and it's so important and I think it's just really interesting how what opportunity looks like differs for everyone um and I think you know a big part of your I guess your career your community what you do what you've done for a very long time has been about building communities and building friendships and something that I think gets so demonized in the media particularly when I was growing up I don't think it's as much anymore is this idea of kind of female friendships and making friends in your 20s and how we're all meant to be cutting the throat off each other, how um, it's meant to be like a cutthroat industry, particularly social media, how all these different things, all these narratives that are just fed to us so that we are meant to listen so that, you know, it keeps us from per- like fulfilling what we're meant to be doing and pushing ourselves outside our comfort zones. But what you do is combating that to an amazing extent. And I'd love to hear a little bit about, I guess, initially, why in the first place, you felt there was a need to try to bring those people who were following you following you for years and who basically grew up with you into the real world for a chance to build community and connection you know it's 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 funny it's like I never could put my finger on what the idea would be but I always knew I had to bring something to people like even from like being a young child I always knew I was different being a teenager I was like not afraid to go against the grain and like do different things even like starting a blog at 18 when like it wasn't cool I've never been afraid to like step outside of everyone else's comfort zone and like figure out what needs to be done and do it um so I knew I had to do something community-based and I think a part of my journey was again I never was in that like big female group that society told me I was supposed to be a part of or supposed to find in life so I was kind of like starting to think well how could I help people find that and even like during the pandemic like that I had say friends living in complete other countries or complete other counties and I was like I literally don't even have a friend in Tipperary like it it was actually that severe in the pandemic that I was like how the hell am I supposed to make friends and luckily enough, I actually did end up making a couple of friends locally, but kind of via online. And I was like, it shouldn't be this hard. It really shouldn't be this hard to find people. And like, it's so funny. I became best friends with somebody who literally lives 10 minutes down the road from me. But like, just by chance, we met through another friend. And like, if I hadn't met her, I'm kind of like, it's crazy. Like how many other people could be living in my area that I don't even realize are there and they're gems. And we've like, had the best memories since and like we're literally going to be lifelong friendship touch wood and um, so it's kind of like it like I know we're in the, living in this virtual world and social media is amazing but like there has to be more there has to be a way of actually making friends where you are because 
like like that people friends are living abroad or they're, they're in different life stages maybe they're getting married or they're having kids or they've moved to another county so it's like how are you supposed to make new friends if you're in a different point in your life so I came up with the idea of doing meetups um, and not not necessarily came up with the idea. It's, it's not original like meetups are there since the dawn of time. Don't get me wrong. But I said, I'm going to use my platform to, to do my own version of it. Um, and I had kind of forgot that it was actually something I had thought about a couple of years previous. And I actually only found the Instagram story the other day in like October 2020. So obviously maybe six or seven months into the pandemic I had put up a story on Instagram that kind of said like it was so wrong that there is nothing out there in society for people to kind of make friends and I had forgotten I said that and I started the meetups then in like July 2022 um so it's funny it's obviously always been a part of my purpose and I've realized that a huge part I'm very spiritual by the way I'm a very big believer in like what's meant for you and all that so like I believe everyone has a purpose and I truly believe one of my big purposes is community and is using my voice or my perspective on the world to like bring people together and like give them a place that's safe to come so yeah I started doing meetups um in July 2022 I kind of put the idea out there I was like would anyone be interested and I I've never had as many people be like yes 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 I've I've no friends or I want to make friends or there's literally nowhere to meet where like you know otherwise it's kind of they're going to the gym or they go to a yoga class or something but you know yourself when you go to those things you kind of rush in you get your hour done you rush back out it's not exactly like you're going to stop and talk to the person beside you and say hey want to be friends um you know like children would do in a playground it's it seems so simple but we're so closed off as adults that like I'm delighted to be able to use my flat platform to actually put it out there and be like right I know you're not going to just like crack up a conversation with just anyone but if I say that we all meet on Saturday the 29th and we all go for a swim at this point like let's hope for the best and see who shows up and genuinely it's been amazing I've done I think seven counties in Ireland already and I brought the meetups to so that's like so exciting and I like it makes me smile so much because when I think of like the people who come I am a big believer in the right people will come at the right moment and meet the right people. Um, but yeah, it's always only ever been people who are like kind and enthusiastic and clearly there to meet people and be open minded. And even though like so many people say to me, it took everything in my power to actually show up today. And it was so hard for me to come and I'm so out of my comfort zone and I'm so nervous and I'm shy and or I don't have friends and this is hard for me. But then they do it and then they actually meet someone and then you see them and they're having the laugh together and you're like, that's why I'm doing it because people are actually making genuine friendships. Um, I did a meetup a couple of weeks ago and there's two girls, they're two Aoife's and they connected, at, like they've met each other at a few of the meetups I've done. But um, this was the first one I'd done that was like a swim and then a pizza evening. So we went to got pizza and pints. So it was really nice. But I literally looked over to them at one stage and they were like kind of lying into each other like that. And I was just like, like say like one of them had their head on another girl's like that other Aoife's shoulder. And I could just see they were so comfortable with each other and clearly had made a friendship, like a really nice friendship. And I was like, oh, this is amazing. Yes, girls. <laughs> um, so like so many good things have come from it. And I'm like, so many good things are probably yet to come. I feel like it's I'm only scratching the surface with what we can do with it and how we can help people. How incredible is it that you have the capacity to facilitate that in the first place? And like you said, it's like 
I guess it's, you know, I guess an inner knowing in you that you always wanted to have the um a, a way for you to build community. And I guess if you if you were to believe that everything happened for a reason, that's how that's why you started to to gain a following. That's why you started your blog so early. It was because you would be put in a position to have people to, or an audience for people to see what was going on and then reach out. And I think, you know, so often in your 20s, um, and I think for guys and girls, I think it's probably, you know, it's for both that it's it's almost seen as like strange or we have this perception that it's weird or we're being weird if we're reaching out to people or like, you know, if we come to these things on our own, it's like, well, they're all going to think I'm a loner. And it's like, yeah. the reality is, is that we all crave connection and community. You can have a billion friends, you can have the best boyfriend, the best parents, the best family, but no matter what, I don't think there's a limit that we can fill up our social capacity. We, we no. need more. We're, we're, we're social creatures. I know for myself that I am happiest when I'm having conversations like this one now, when I get to really get to know someone and I get mm. to laugh and have fun. And it's like, you don't even have to have the deepest conversation every time. If you can just laugh yeah. and, and feel like you're part of something and feel seen, yeah. it can change people's lives. And I really believe yeah. that that's what you're doing. It's like you mentioned, you're hearing stories of people saying, the amount it took for me to show up today. Like, I believe that because that's why, you know, other people and myself at different times didn't do these things or didn't go out to these things because of what I thought people would think versus what I would think. And I think having conversations like this show people that we all think those things. And the difference is we do it anyway, even though it's really scary and it's really terrifying. And very infrequently does anything bad happen because of it. And very often it can change the capacity of your experience of having friends where you live and living in Ireland. And, you know, mm-hmm. again, something that you talk a lot about during your kind of um, on your on your Instagram and in your community is not just making friends and build a community, but it's also appreciating where you are. And you kind of merge the two in such a beautiful capacity. Like you said, you've brought these meetups to seven counties you've brought sea swims and uh, pizza and everything else in between hikes walks all I'm sure there's a lot on your list for the summer uh, business meetups I know you do that as well over Christmas I'd love to hear how your kind of love of Ireland and your kind of passion for bringing people together has merged and is kind of merging as you continue to grow as a person yourself yeah so I guess I've always been I've always been a person who like dabbles into a little bit of everything I'm like I can't sit still and I I also kind of get bored of things quickly so I'm like what's the next thing I'm going to do like I've, I've conquered this hobby so what's like what's the next one um but something I've always come back to is kind of the outdoors and nature and I suppose being from the countryside myself um it's it's just something I love and I grew up on a farm so it's it's just something that makes me feel really like me and really at home in in my inner self um so like as I was saying, like during the pandemic or afterwards, I really started to appreciate what was on my doorstep. So it was kind of discovering even what hikes are in Tipperary or even realizing that like the lake at Loch Derg, that you can swim in a lake. It's You don't just have to swim in the sea, Cloda. You can actually swim in the lake. So there was all these things I was starting to like appreciate nearby. And I really started to take everyone online on that journey of like, say, oh my God, look at me, I'm swimming in a lake. Or look at me, I bought my first paddleboard. And um, I like I don't have to be living on the west coast of Ireland to have a paddleboard. I'm doing all these cool things just in tip alone. And I was really documenting all the really fun, 
cool things you can do in Ireland like for for like budget friendly or even like for free or just what cool experiences are out there and again trying to serve that community that are based in Ireland living in Ireland in their 20s and yeah I did I merged the two I was kind of like when I thought of the meetups I was like how can I bring people together but in a way that like it's something that I love to do. At the end of the day, I really want to enjoy this meetup as well. Um, But how can I also introduce people into my world a little bit and kind of welcome them in and bring them in? Um, So something I started taking up was cold water swimming in the last couple of years. Uh, Very much like lake water swimming because I'm closest to a lake. Uh, It's only about half an hour from here. So yeah, I've started getting into cold water swimming and the benefits it has been is just unbelievable. I don't know if you're into cold water swimming, but like... Oh my God, if I have any stress, if I have any anxiety, if I have anything kind of just really overwhelming me, cold water. I get into cold water and my mind clears instantly. Like it, nothing works for me as good as cold water. And it it really taught me about like how nature provides for us and like everything that's even on our own doorstep can provide for us. Um. And then also just the fun of being out in the water and like paddleboarding and doing really cool things associated with cold water and appreciating it. And that even goes way back to like our heritage, like people who lived in Ireland years and years ago actually engaged in like cold water therapy and like did things in the cold water. And I think we've become afraid of the cold water in society in Ireland in the last, I don't know how many years, maybe last couple of hundred years. So it's really nice to see it's all coming back again. Um, So I was like, I'm definitely going to start my meetups with a cold water swim. So that's what I did. And so I've been like, I suppose the things that have helped me and that have made me feel like a better person or made me feel more like me or more grounded. I'm trying to also bring people on that journey. So even though like, yeah, I did one night that was like pizza and pints. It, I am trying to get away from this idea that the only thing to do in Ireland as a young person is go out and drink. Um, it was it was to literally like, let's get outside. Let's get into the cold water. Even if you're only in for 30 seconds, like try it. Let's have the crack like and half half the time at these meetups, we're just laughing at each other, screaming in the water and trying to like cope and survive. And we all get warm again and we get a coffee. And, you know, there's just something so nice about not just like sitting around that, like we're actually doing something that's challenging ourselves as well. So, yeah, I've tried to like marry those two. And I think it's I think it's worked really nicely. I think, you know, like you mentioned previously, we we're kind of like creatures of comfort and very often what makes us comfortable isn't what we need to to grow and develop and to feel alive and I have the exact same experience when I um like cold water like exposure like I I love it It, I do it all the time I think for me like you said I don't think anything quite works as well as the shock you feel and I think how I describe (laughs) it is like everything feels like switched on your everything is like just electric because like every single pore in your skin is just like oh my god what's happening and I think it's when I feel most alive like genuinely I would oh yeah I feel most alive um and you know it, it 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 is the most incredible thing and I think something you kind of mentioned when it comes to the cold water swimming and the groups and I guess kind of all of your experience and stories so far it's I guess the idea of fear and whether fear holds us back from meeting new people if it keeps us contained if we don't make changes because of it and I'd love to hear you know a little bit on your thoughts on I guess 
the role that you've had to, I guess, engage with fear in your life when it comes to putting yourself out there, trying to make mm. new friends, you know, n- not following the crowd, um, making decisions based on your values and how fear has either worked as a motivating factor or a, like a disabling factor as well. Yeah, um, <laughs> literally both, like <laughs> like you said, literally both. Um, no, but I feel like in general, I'm very lucky that my personality is very much just, I kind of don't really care what people think. Parts of me does, like everyone, I'm human. Um, But like, I would say my not caring outweighs my caring. And then that drives me. So I know I'm lucky in saying that because I know there's an awful lot of people especially in Ireland and it is that small time mindset of but I can't do that because you know notions and sure what will they think of me and you know you couldn't be doing that and oh she's full of herself and all this I just think it's such bs um but I suppose I've taken my mindset of I don't believe in all of that crack and I've tried to like show that to the world and be like I don't care about it so neither should you and like I'm trying to show people that like they don't need to care about it but of course like fear like does take over anyone at, at like certain points in their life like even I was so scared to go out on my own I was like oh but will like you know will I make any money or it like will it even be viable income for me like is it possible but then I kind of use that fear like as you said to drive me to kind of go well I've never really taken a risk this big in my life so the worst case scenario is that if in six months it doesn't work I go and get another job because there are actually lots of jobs available in Ireland. There's lots of jobs in, in most industries. I'm, I can't speak for every industry, but there's a lot of jobs actually out there if, if we want them, if we want to be in Ireland. um. So yeah, de- definitely there was a bit of fear like there, but I think I'm very much the person that like I write down the pros and cons or I write down things that worry me and I burn them under the, under the full moon um, and things like that. And I have my little rituals. And I, I just, I take my time at things too. If things are big kind of things in my life, I take time to think about them. And if I really can't come to an answer, like I'll speak to my therapist and she's amazing. And I try to have therapy at least once a month. And there's there's something new to talk about every month. Like there's absolutely something new to talk about every month. Um, But it's so funny that like how your therapist can draw out of you like the things you didn't even know are inside of you and that's the whole point of a therapist they're not trying to tell you what to do they draw out of you what you already know so like I would recommend therapy to absolutely everyone because even the little things like I was saying like well there's no way I could move out of my home because of this this and this and after one hour of a conversation with her I was like oh actually no actually I really need to move out of home (laughs) and but it was fear like I had like financial fear I had fear of I wouldn't have enough money to pay rent and I had fear of oh, what if my business went bust and I'd fear of, but then what if I moved home and I had to tell everyone I've moved back home again and all these kind of things. So like fear, I think is in all of us, but it's it's just to determine, are we going to let it absolutely take over our lives? Or are we going to let it be there as a little kind of a, mm, what are you going to do about it? Are you going to make a decision, Do you know, and actually make the decision? You're kind of forced into the decision then. Um, but like, again, I think that I just think that's what your 20s are for. I think it's for risk taking. I think it's for making all of these mistakes. I think it's for trying all of it and literally failing all of it and starting again, like literally, you know. And that's what, you know, 
having the capacity to meet people and going to therapy if you if you've got the um I guess the the, the opportunity to it's like you know I, I have to go most weeks for my course and again like you said there's always something and I always walk in being like I have nothing to talk about and then I, an hour oh, yeah. later, she's trying to get me out the door and I'm like it's it's one of those things where I think when you have the capacity to to vocalize your thoughts you really feel heard and really feel seen and that's what therapy is it's 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 the um giving you a soundboard and no one's and the therapist doesn't tell you answers there's no magic answer and I think it's probably a metaphor for life if you were to be very cringy about it is that there is no answer anyway and there's just a couple of different options and different decision making and at the end of the day you'll what's for you won't pass you and I'd be a big believer in that myself but you know something you mentioned a little bit before is about like risk and adventure and things like that and something you have coming up in September is extremely exciting and I was only in Dumbrovnik a couple of weeks ago I went a little solo adventure to Dumbrovnik and I loved it but you have a group trip which is kind of combining a bit of travel a bit of connection and friendship um community building your work and everything in between like the perfect marriage tell us a little bit about what that's all about and where you're going and what's happening with it yeah so I'm organizing a gals trip oh my god it's so exciting because again I'm coming back from my experience of like after the leave insert or during college, I didn't have that gals group trip because I didn't have the gals group. I went on like one trip before with a bunch of gals and they were lovely, but I would say like friends with one or two of them. I wasn't like necessarily part of this like full group and it wasn't even necessarily the holiday I was like planning on. It wasn't this big mad holiday that I always thought of or like cool adventurous girls trip that I always thought of. Um, So again, I've kind of been coming from my experience of, well, if I didn't have that experience and I didn't get that opportunity to do that, how many other girls are out there that haven't got to either? So I was like, I would love to do a gal, the ultimate gals trip, like literally. Um, so it's a mixture of like adventure, travel, wine tasting, cycling around a gorgeous island with crystal blue water, oyster tasting, swimming in waterfalls. We're going to visit Split. We're going to visit Karkula Island. We're going to visit Dubrovnik. Um, like all over a week and hopefully there will be between like 12 to 20 women and kind of between the ages of like 20s and 30s and for, you can be from anywhere you don't even have to be from Ireland Um, but I'm hoping that it'll be people in their 20s and 30s because I'm really trying to make it niche that the right people can meet each other that like other like-minded women who are into all of those things I just mentioned that we're going to do on the itinerary that they get to meet other people who are also interested in those things. Because even when I released it, I had people say, wow, like I love a trip like this because this is the exact trip that I want to go on. But my friends don't like that kind of trip. My friends love to go and lie in the sunbed all day, but I love to go and like do all of these cool things. So it, it's just, it's reached so many people for different reasons. Um, but yeah, I'm so excited about it. Like I literally, I can't wait. And like, I'm the very same. I'm that person who loves to meet new people. I'm not even just feeling like I'm facilitating this and I'm just hosting it and like putting it out there for people. I'm like, I'm going to get to meet like all these gals. Like, I don't even know who they are yet. And like some of their, some of them have signed on and I'm like messaging them and I'm like, this is my flight details. Like, I can't wait to meet you. And it's like, 
it's like I get little butterflies too because I'm going to meet new people. It's it's also for me. Like as much as I'm doing it for other people, I do it because I get such a kick out of meeting new people. And like that whole thing of like, even you said earlier, like this chat, like chatting to someone new and literally getting to pick their brain and talk about their life story. I'm obsessed with it. I don't think you can ever have enough new interactions ever. No, and it, it comes across so genuine, Coda, because it is genuine. Like I can tell how much you care about the things that you do and bringing people together like has to be right at the top of your of your passion list like if, if it's not number one it's number two like I can tell because of what you do but of also like you said you don't want to just be a facilitator in the background you want to be involved you want to meet new people you want to mm-hmm. have those new connections and you know even coming on to this podcast is a perfect example about you know your ability to to want to reach out and connect and, and and try to help as many people feel, I guess, a little bit less alone and the decision and indecision and everything else in between. And it's so apparent and it's been, you know, it's been very apparent in your content for years and it's so consistent, which I think, again, gives me and probably a lot of other people who follow you a lot of comfort because, again, we feel like we know you. We feel like we've grown up with you. Um, and it's just, it's just so cool to see. And I think you have lived, like, so you have, I guess, so much different life experience and you have thought about different things and you are clearly someone who reflects a lot and is very self-aware which I think is you know something to be really admired about um because it's not easy to be self-aware and also when you're self-aware you see your best parts but also your worst parts and you're confronted with things that you have to work through and you're confronted with both sides and everything else in between and it's a difficult place to sometimes be but if you could give your younger self, maybe Coda, before she started her blog and when she was 18, a little bit of advice, if you knew then what you now know, what do you think it would be? Um, do you know what? I don't think there's much I would change because I'm a big believer in like, you have to go through the lessons to get to the other side, like to get to greatness and to get to success. So like, I would just say like, never stop being you, like keep, being you and never listen when people try to put you down or when people try to come in and meddle with the things you're trying to do um I think yeah it would just be like always be yourself like like people are going to come and go I think that would be something I'd love to tell myself is like people will come and go and don't be hurt by that like feel your emotions when things happen or relationships or friendships or whatever breaks down like people are going to come and go, but you're always, always on the right path. Even if at times it feels unfair or things are happening in your life, you are destined for the exact path that you're going on. Like there's no, there's no coincidences. There's, it's not by chance that me and you, Hannah, are talking today. Like it's, it's not by chance. It's, it was written literally in the stars. It was always going to happen. So it's like, just take it all as it comes and try to live in the moment more. Try to be more present and grounded. And like, I would even say be a little bit ballsier. Like say hello to like a stranger on the street. Like, so I left it until that long to make the realization that, okay, I can do meetups. And it was like by 2022. But like, I think I would sooner kind of go just straight. Literally, we're all human. Literally just look at the person beside you and go, hi, how are you? Or your top is lovely. Where are you from? Or, you know, you're not weird by just being you or like trying to be human um yeah I think that's that's all I would say (laughs) 
people are inherently good and sometimes we forget that because yeah. we fear of the bad stories and the danger mm-hmm. and the sadness and the corruption and everything else in between we're fed stories of the very worst of the worst in the world and society but at the end of the day the people on the street are inherently good and also they inherently want very frequently what you want which is to feel seen and heard to be asked how you are to know that when people are asking that they actually want to listen to to feel alive to to get to do what they enjoy it's something that I think we underestimate the power of recognizing that we all have a lot more in common than maybe we think um and maybe we're led to believe but you know you you have so much to look forward to, Clodagh, when it comes to your career and your job. And I can only see this going in such an upward trajectory um, because I, I see a need for your content for me and for my friends. And so I can only imagine that it's going to continue to grow. And I, I really hope for that for you. But if you could think of any hopes and dreams that you may have um, for the near future or for you know a little bit away, do you have any specific hope or dream that can come to mind? Oh my God, you're putting me on the spot. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know. I think it's to just continue like living with, like living by my heart and like going with with my heart's decisions and to just like not be hard on myself, like to literally kind of keep taking risks and like not become complacent, not become like too settled or too responsible or whatever. Um. I definitely have dreams to move abroad, which is quite funny because it's past what like we were talking about. But I think it's ha- it's going to happen in the the exact time bigger, the divine timing of my life. And um, because I feel like I need to be here like and in Ireland for a lot of my 20s. Uh, but I do see myself doing kind of more full time traveling or moving abroad in a couple of years time. It's just it's just a dream that kind of lives in my head. And I know it's coming um but there's also such excitement in knowing I'm really happy where I am now and equally I don't know if that'll happen like that's in my head but it may not actually happen something else could come in that'll bring me more happiness so we'll just have to wait and see but I'm I'm a big dreamer as I said there'll be a new dream every week (laughs) (laughs) listen Cloda before we finish up if people wanted to reach out to you if they wanted to figure out that trip about that trip in Croatia they wanted to come to one of your meet out meetups my god meetups where can they find you yeah so you can find me probably Instagram is the best place so it's Cloda Scanlon and it's C-L-O-D-A no G-H <laughs> um and literally I have so much info like on my videos in my highlights link in bio for like those trips and different things and as I said I've been to a few counties in Ireland so there are already some WhatsApp groups set up for the different counties um, and they're meetup groups so they're actually opportunities for someone to literally say hey is anyone doing anything on Saturday in Dublin at two o'clock I'm around um, so I do have a few WhatsApp groups if people want to join Um, I have Dublin, Cork, Galway and kind of Tip Limerick, Clare is all <laughs> merged into one as well Um, so yeah I have a few and like it's only going to expand oh sorry one of my dreams is <laughs> by some point in 2024 I would love to have brought a meetup to all 32 counties of Ireland that is actually a really big dream I have well I don't doubt for one second that it's going to come true because you're 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 seven down and there is a whole summer to come of like lovely sunsets and opportunities yes. <laughs> to enjoy the long evenings and I don't doubt it because I think you know you the, the, the population is there the people are there and it's just exactly. a case of 
um you putting the plans in place and it happening and it will um but listen Claudia I have genuinely thoroughly completely adored this conversation I have kept you for longer than I should have but that was a <laughs> conversation to end but you know thank you from the bottom of my heart for for talking so open and honestly about your experiences about so many different things like living in your Ireland in your 20s trying to make friends working your thoughts about abroad travel and everything else in between I have got so much from this conversation and I really think everyone else will too. So thank you so, so much. Oh, thank you for having me. You're so kind. And also, I just want to say, I love what you're doing. I think like you're going to go really far with your podcast and like with everything you're trying to achieve. I think you are fabulous. Like, honestly, you're really great. And what like, especially the angle you're trying to take and like, you're literally similar to me. You're you're trying to be a voice for people in their 20s in Ireland. So like, don't underestimate that, especially because you're probably fairly new along your journey in this. So like, keep going at it. Like, I think I think it's going to be great things for you. Well, listen, Claudia, it's people like you who have given me um, the opportunity to 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 expand this and to grow this um, because it's like, yeah, like it's without the guests, it would be <laughs> just my own voice. And that would get extremely tiresome <laughs> quite quickly. So I'm so grateful to be able to give um, to create a platform to share these conversations because I think it's the ones we're having with our friends it's the ones that we're having between our two years and it's great to hear um, a lot of other stories as well so thank you so much for everything thank you so much for listening to yet another episode of Greener Fields to get involved follow us on Instagram at Greener Fields and let us know who you'd like us to talk to next thank you so much again and I'll chat to you really soon